Hey everyone, uh, Jason Klein here. I'm the senior minister here at Refocus Christian Church, uh, located in Fallonsby, West Virginia. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for listening to our content. Uh, feel free to share or like or leave any comments you have. Uh, we're always looking to engage with people. Uh, what are some questions you have? What are some things that you might be learning? Uh, and at the same time, if you want to know more about us, check us out at refocuschurch.com, uh, which also has a link to our Facebook there. Uh, and so it just has uh, upcoming events, things that are going on, uh, sermon series that we're in. Uh, so once again, thanks for being a part of this. Thank you for listening in. And as always, please feel free to share and comment or like, because uh, we want to make sure that we're trying to reach as many people possible uh, with the good news of Jesus Christ. All right. Have a great day. everyone. I hope your day is going well. Hey, I just want to get on here, and I've been kind of following up with the sermons uh, series lately. And honestly, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, If you've been at our church at all, you know, I'm kind of, I keep talking about how I'm going to get to the book of Ephesians, and and I will, I promise, it's coming. Um, But I really felt compelled to discuss the the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. And, and, And the reason that is important, I feel, is because if we don't understand how the Spirit works in us, uh, then transformation is going to be difficult. And so one of the things that you're going to start hearing us say a lot more at our church, uh, and and it's really kind of three words that guide us, and you're probably going to start seeing it more, is the idea of invest, build, multiply. Uh, We believe this, this kind of establishes our core uh, pillars of uh, of these three action words uh, really kind of set the tone for what we believe as a church we're trying to accomplish. And, and listen, this isn't an uncommon practice. Uh, uh, this happens in churches. It happens in the business world. Uh, I've worked for a couple of companies that had slogans, and and you know those slogans, uh, those vision statements, those pillars, whatever you want to call them. Really, it, it helps us to define what it is we're doing. And so invest, build, multiply. We believe captures what we think and what we trust and what we pray that God is showing us to do. Uh, We feel like we're called to invest in people, invest in the community. Uh, We invest our finances. We invest our time into the church. Uh, We invest our time into the community around us. Uh, Those are uh, we talk about different ways people can serve. There, there's so many different ways you can pray, you can serve, you can give, all of this. Uh, but but it's an investment. We are in a stage right now, I believe, that we're investing. We are investing in ourselves, and, and, and more importantly, uh, we're investing in the, the vision that we believe God has given us. And, and so that means that we continue to, to give of our time and our resources uh, to help further his kingdom, you know, to, to stay true uh, to what he's teaching us. Uh, and, and then we build. We believe in the importance of building each other up, building up the community around us, um, and, and really building our own personal lives, right? So that, that's one of the reasons why we're talking about uh, the Holy Spirit right now. It, it's the Spirit in us that builds us up. 
It equips us. It helps define us. It gives us spiritual gifts. Uh, we're called to build each other up. The way we speak to each other in love and grace and mercy, but but also the way we offer instruction and even sometimes discipline. And then to build up the community around us. That as a church, we should be leading the charge. We should be the ones who are investing in, in, in building up people and, and kind of meeting needs. And, and that's one of the things we're trying to really work on is how do we help people in this community feel like they're loved and feel like they're taken care of and they feel like they're supported? Uh, how do we build them up? How do we encourage them? And, and then those two things uh, are always and should always be followed by the idea of multiply. Uh, listen, we're not meant to keep this to ourselves, everything we have, our faith, our belief, our resources, and, and really the, the most important thing we have to offer the people around us is hope. Hope in Jesus Christ. Hope in, in the name of the one who died to save all. Hope in the, in the one who, who can set them free from their sins and their addictions and their bondage. Uh, th- that is really what the biggest thing we can do. Is if we look beyond the programs, if we look beyond the physical needs, if we really had to whittle it down, the one thing you and I are called to do the most is to bring people to the knowledge of who Jesus is and then help them grow in their faith, to get plugged into the church, to mature in their beliefs, to to really embrace what it means uh, to let God transform their life. Um, And and so there's such a... Listen, there's so much here to unpack, and, and I'm going to try to keep this <laughs> this brief. You know, I, I, I say that, uh, but sometimes I feel like I just kind of get away from myself. Uh, but but one of the things I want to focus on uh, real quick, uh, Acts 1-8. Now, this is uh, the chat, uh, book of Acts, chapter 1, is right before Jesus. Uh, he gets taken back up into heaven, and he has some final thoughts and final things to say. Uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Listen, Biblically, there are different spiritual gifts that all of us possess. Some are teachers, some are prophets. Uh, Paul talks about uh, you know, speaking in tongues or, or other unknown languages um, uh, that happen on the day of Pentecost. Uh, you know, we build people up, some people call to encourage, some people call them to instruct. You know, we, we all have different spiritual gifts. That's without a doubt uh, part of the reason why the church works is because we have those gifts, and those gifts allow us to be the best we can be, and not just that, but they equip us to, to reach as many people as possible. However, not everyone has all those spiritual gifts. Not everyone is called to do those things. Some people do have one gift, and some people have another. Uh, there's a, a uniqueness in the body of Christ that we have different gifts, and those gifts are called to complement each other. Yet, there is one thing that I believe that every believer has. And, and, I, and I believe that Acts 1.8 sums that up to the best, uh, really, the best statement that Jesus could make beyond uh, helping us recognize our need for salvation. 
He says to the disciples, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses, which means that you will go out and you will tell people about me. You will introduce them to everything that I have told you. You will instruct them in my name. Uh, and then, you know, going with the Great Commission at the end of Matthew, you will teach them to follow me, obey me, and baptize them in some, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But, but Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses everywhere to the ends of the earth. And, and I think that's really important to understand because he, the Bible says that if the Holy Spirit is in you, if you are a baptized believer in Christ, you are now fully equipped to share your faith with other people. Now listen, I know that for those of you who are introverts out there, you're thinking, please God, no. <laughs> This is not my thing. Um, like, this is not what I do. Let me tell you, yes, it is. To those of you who are extroverts, this is great news for you. You have everything you need. God has given you everything you need to share your faith with those around you. For those of you who are out there constantly witnessing and telling people about Jesus, this is great news for you because God has given you that fire within you. For those of you who are part of the church and you don't think it's your job to witness and tell other people about Jesus, this isn't so good news for you. This statement should convict you. Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. This means, and this is how I take this, that, that literally Jesus is saying, if you know me, if you are my follower, if you have accepted me and been baptized into me, if my spirit is in you, you cannot help but tell other people about me. The spirit in you pushes you, drives you, equips you, encourages you, emboldens you, all of that to share your faith. Imagine that. Imagine what the church would look like today. Imagine what our church would look like today if every single person here made it their job, made it their focus, made it their priority, made it about sharing their faith with other people. And, and not just sharing your faith, but, but inviting people to join your church, inviting people uh, to, to become part of the body, inviting people into the transformational knowledge of who Jesus is. Because if the Spirit's in you, you've got it. If you are a baptized believer and the Spirit of God is in you, you have everything you need to share your faith. Now listen. This doesn't mean it's going to come easily for you like it does for other people. I'm an extrovert, man. I, I can tell you right now, I can befriend anybody. I'll share my faith with anyone who's willing to listen. I know people who are introverts. They're a little more shy. They're a little, uh, you know, a little more guarded. I get it. But both of us, regardless of your personality, regardless of your talents, regardless of your skills, regardless of how you feel about yourself even, 
and not to say that those things don't matter, don't under, don't take this that way. But if you're an introvert, you have the ability to share your faith. If you're an extrovert, you have the ability to share your faith. Uh, the spirit in you has equipped you for that. And, and not only that, but it's an expectation that you and I have a gift. You and I have something that this world is desperately in need of. So knowing that, what does that change for you? What does that look like to know that that you've been called to share your faith? I I love what uh, Jim Putnam uh, says, and this is how he describes a disciple, someone who follows Jesus. Um, They're following Jesus. They're being changed by Jesus. And they're on mission with Jesus. I love that because I think that those three statements by him, and by the way, I shared an article on our Facebook page recently, kind of laying out, uh, he's done incredible things, Jim Putnam, on what it means to be a disciple. He's really done a lot of work, uh, and he's not the only one. Making disciples is, is a really kind of a hot topic right now in the church, but following Jesus, so people who are invested. Invested in the plan, invested in the purpose, being changed by Jesus. Uh, they're being built up. You know, they're 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 building themselves up. They're building each other up. Uh, but really, they're allowing God to to build their life and build that foundation. And then they're on mission with Jesus. They believe in the necessity for multiplying. Here's what's funny about this. I would love to tell you that I was smart enough. To figure this out, but but prior to uh, a couple years ago, when when the whole invest, build, multiply came to me, it came to me in a dream. Uh, if you ever want to know that story, I'd love to tell you. It, it's kind of interesting because uh, I'm not really one for dreaming. But those three words became a big part of the last couple years of my life, and even more so when we came here to refocus Christian church. And what I love about it is it is those three words, invest, build, multiply, and line up with what Jim Putnam is saying. Someone who's a, a follower, a disciple of Jesus, following Jesus, they're invested, being changed by Jesus, they're being built up on mission with Jesus, they're multiplying. And and listen, this, this guy's been talking about this long before me. It, it, I would love to say that I figured this out, but I, I didn't. But what I, I'm telling you is I, I believe that God connected those dots because he knew even more so what you and I needed as a church. This is what we are called to do. And, and, and not just that, but making sure that we are doing everything we can to, to share our faith with people. I mean, it's such a, in a different, we live in a culture right now that, that is so in need, so in need of hope. I think it was uh, Penn, Penn from Penn and Teller. I believe it was Penn, and, and, and I can correct myself if I need to. He did a video a couple years ago. Uh, if you know him, he's, he's a... He's a staunch atheist. Uh, I think that's the right word, staunch. I don't know. Um, he's a devout atheist. D- doesn't believe in God. Doesn't believe in, in any of that. Uh, but but he went on and he was talking about um, us as Christians. And 
One of the things that he doesn't have a problem with is when people who are Christians share their faith with him. Even though he doesn't believe, it's not something he's bought into. And and the reason he said, uh, and I love what he said, and and, um, I love what he said because of the fact that, hold on. All right, so Penn from Penn and Teller had a a conversation. Like I said, he was an atheist, and he talked about uh, that he doesn't have a problem with people who share their faith with him, uh, even though he doesn't believe, because he, and he says, and I'm probably going to misquote him, is if someone really believes there's a heaven and a hell, if someone really believes that there's a God and there's a Satan, and someone really believes that me, as, as someone who doesn't know that, needs to have faith in order to receive salvation and to be saved you know, from, from hell. He's like, if someone really honestly believes that, why would they not do everything they can to share that with me? He's like, if they, if they, they talk about loving me and, 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 and the church says they love people, if we really believe that that's the truth and if we really love people, how in the world can we do anything but? And, and so that's really what this whole series is going to focus on is the Holy Spirit has equipped us to do a lot of things, but but the one main thing that, that you and I are supposed to do as believers is to share our faith. There's no way around it. Uh, I think about it, I've grown up in the last couple decades, uh, I kind of grew up with technology as it, as it changed. Uh, I remember box, <laughs> the tube TVs, I remember the first video game systems, uh, I remember the first iPhone when it came out, uh, I remember uh, TVs when they went flat screen, uh, and one of the things I remember is when the uh, TV's first one, HDMI, which was a pretty big deal. But but one of the things that as technology grew and changed was, uh, I remember when I was uh, probably in my late teens, early 20s, uh, you, would, you would see these boxes and they would see, you know, companies would boast, you know, built right in or features included. And, and it was a big deal because you started having TVs and stuff that had USB ports and uh, HDMI ports. And, and these were things that didn't exist prior to that. And, and so these companies, that's how they marketed things was, hey, look, you know, you can either buy our product, what already has everything in it, or you can buy someone else's and you have to figure it out. I mean, think about now, like our church right now bought a a new soundboard and the new soundboard we bought is significantly newer and better than the old one. You know, we, you know, our current board has all this stuff we have to piece together to work, but this one has all these features kind of built in. So there's something about having something built in that just makes it easier. And, and so I think when Jesus is saying in the book of Acts is listen, the, the your desire to share your faith with other people is built in. Like the moment you received the Holy Spirit, you are now gifted with the ability, the power, everything you need to share your faith with other people. So go do it. There's nothing stopping us. Listen, there are only so many people in a day that I can talk to. There's only so many people in a day that I can share my faith with. Your group of friends, the people that you know, the people you go to school with, your family, uh, the people that you interact with at work on a day-to-day basis, there's a good chance that I will never see those people. But every day you have an opportunity to tell them about who Jesus is. So why are you not doing it?
listen, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude by any means, but if the Bible is true and you believe the Bible is true and you are a, a believer, a baptized believer, and Jesus says, Acts 1.8, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. If you believe that, then why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you spending more of your time sharing your faith, inviting people to church, getting them plugged in? That, that's the multiply piece. You know, I, uh, there's been a ton of research over the years uh, about why people go to church. And let me tell you what I know. It's not the programs. Those aren't bad. We do those things. It's not because you have a good preacher. Those are not bad things, but that's not it. Uh, it's not because you have the latest and the greatest technology. Those things aren't bad, but but that's not it. Uh, but the number one reason, when people asked the first time they went to church, the, the number one answer given was because someone invited them. Someone in their circle of friends invited them to church. And they went. Now listen, once you get them there, the question is, how do we keep them there? How do we how do we keep bringing them back? And, and I think the church does that to an extent. There's things we have to have in place. But most of the time, the reason people go to church is because someone invited them. Number one reason, because someone invited them and someone shared their faith with them. So I leave you with this. If you believe what Jesus said, and you believe that you and I are called to multiply, you know, to bring other people to the knowledge of Jesus. What's your excuse? Why aren't you doing it? Imagine if people in the church understood and took it upon themselves to consistently pray and seek for opportunities to bring other people to Jesus. You have everything you need. The moment the Spirit entered you, it created a burden in you to bring other people to the knowledge of Jesus. And I'm just going to say this as politely as I can. If you don't feel that burden, it's because you're ignoring it. All right. Have a good day. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for checking out this week's podcast. Hey, if you want to learn more about our church, Check us out at refocuschurch.com or look us up on Facebook at Refocus Christian Church. We're located in Fallonby, West Virginia. Uh, We'd love to have you and your family out. Come check out and see what God is doing in our people, in our community, in our church. All right, later.